outlaws driving their throbbing steel machines. Defiling whatever they touch. We want to be free to ride on the machines without being hassled by the man. Yeah, we don't want nobody telling us what to do. We don't want nobody pushing us around. to Chopper Profits. I'm Mike. I'm your host, and I'm here tonight with uh, someone who became a, a recent friend in the last couple years um, through some folks we've already interviewed. Um, one is uh, still in Signal Hill with his shop, uh, Iron Cobras Fabrication, and his brother is up in uh, the Bay Area with uh, Lazarus Cycle Works. And tonight I have um, Anya Violet here with us um and you can find her on instagram but we're going to keep her a secret <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me thanks for being on the show um she is uh i guess now the most known for uh babes ride out which uh, was babes and borrego and uh you did a ride this year and we'll get to all that in a, in a minute but um <laughs> that is uh it's an all-girls ride and it's pretty awesome yep and you are also the first female I've had on the show, and I'm totally wow, stoked about it. Oh, that's exciting. My wife gave the idea. She was like, you know, we were sitting there thinking about what we could do. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I mean, it's it's pretty much, everybody's unique, but it's the same story of like, you know, a guy grew up, gets yep. bike, uh, yep. becomes mechanical, whatever. <laughs> um, and she said, well, why don't you interview Anya or like Lisa Ballard or somebody, you know, totally. get them on. So It's good to mix it up. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm actually really excited because... I've heard enough male perspective probably to last me a lifetime. So, and of <laughs> course, too. of course, I'm a male, and I say I have my perspective. So, uh, <laughs> what was it like growing up in the Violet household? Um, it was amazing. I had a really good childhood. I had two older sisters, and my mom and my dad were absolutely amazing. We grew up on the Central Coast in a small town called Atascadero. I know that well. It's kind of a freeway town. You just kind of drive right through. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of outdoorsy stuff to do there, and um, yeah, I mean, we grew up going hiking and going camping and riding motorcycles and, you know, skating around and getting into trouble, all the usual (laughs) shit you do in small towns. But, um, yeah, it was really, a really beautiful place to grow up and really awesome family. So cool. And so your parents were together and, um, my parents split up, uh, by the time I was about six years old Okay, and, uh, it was, it was rocky for a little bit, but, um, what was really cool about them is they kind of came together and became friends. Okay. So we had all holidays and stuff together and it was very like cordial and cool between the two of them, which made it a lot easier on us. So it wasn't like you had to choose between mom's house, dad's house, you know? So, um, so yeah, they were separated and lived in different towns and everything. So we'd kind of, us girls would go back and forth between the two households, but both were really active in raising us. So, um, there's definitely like dad's house for, you know, chill, relaxed vibes and mom's house when you wanted like a home cooked meal. But (laughs) (laughs) so I had the balance of both. Definitely. Right on. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's pretty unique because most, um, I would say more often than not when parents split or when when couples split up, Mm -hmm. you know, you might get one moving far enough away where you don't get to see them all the time. Yeah. Or it's not amicable and 
and it's you know kind of brutal and you get torn between two yeah places, it was so. like that for a little bit but you know they 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 worked it out pretty quick to the point where you know it was pretty it was pretty cordial and it was it was pretty easy on us girls so yeah yeah so that was around when you're about six years old um mm-hmm. did at, at what point because I mean, we know you ride. Yeah. So at what point did you become even interested in, in riding? I, I think I heard that you rode dirt bikes. Yeah, I grew up riding dirt bikes. So um, when my parents split up, my mom started um, dating a man who had a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And my mom grew up riding motorcycles. She grew up in, in Colorado. So there was kind of like one little dirt bike between her and her like five sisters yeah. that they used to shred around on kind of thing. <laughs> so she's always had a love for, for anything with an engine basically. Okay. So, um, so when she started, uh, dating him and they got married, he had, uh, a ninja. So he had a street bike and then he also had a dirt bike. So she was just like instantly ready to get back into it. So she got a, a dirt bike mm-hmm. and then I got a dirt bike cause I showed interest in it. Neither of my sisters were really into it. So we kind Kind of like the three of us would go camping all the time and go riding. And my other sisters would come, but they weren't that into it. So um, after about five years with him, she split up with him. Mm -hmm. And that's when we really started riding, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was like me and my mom, we'd pack up our shitty little truck and like go on rides on the weekends. We would go race motocross at like the local tracks and things like that. And it was really cool because my dad was really excited about it too. This is Mm -hmm. another thing that kind of brought my mom and my dad more to like hanging out and and working as a team because, um, my dad was super stoked that I like raced motocross, you know, because <laughs> yeah. like, I guess like, you know, he was obviously super proud of my other sisters and their different sure. things they were into. But I was like the tomboy. He had all girls. So he was like kind of stoked to have like <laughs> one of his daughters being into super tomboy things. So, um, so it was kind of a family thing where everyone would come out and watch us race. And yeah, it was just me and my mom. And we, we got involved in a couple local like clubs. Like mm-hmm. I think it was like the, um, 40, 40 and over club or whatever they call it. I don't know the different, the different motorcycle clubs in, in local towns. And so we'd go on trips up to like Kern river and go, mm-hmm. you know, trail riding, or we'd go out to Mojave desert, Jawbone Canyon and spend a few days out there. And it was just amazing. Like we would do, you know, it was good to have the balance of like racing motocross and then mm-hmm. trail riding. Cause it was just so different, you know, trail riding's amazing on dirt bikes because you're just out in the middle of nowhere and there's nothing around and no cars can get to you and it's just like such an adventure so um so yeah me and my mom rode for about 10 years um racing motocross and riding trails and it wasn't until I think I was like 18 when I was like all right gotta go to college kind of thing and my mom (laughs) my mom moved up to Washington so I kind of like lost my riding buddy yeah so I kind of sort of fell off you know I didn't I didn't ride as much anymore after my mom moved and then you know like I said when I turned 18 I was like I gotta go to college so I sold (laughs) I sold my dirt bike which was really sad it was really hard it was super bummer and I lived in like San Francisco so it wasn't like there was a lot of places to go riding a lot of hills a lot of pavement yeah so it was it was was like another 10 years of of no riding you know always having love for it but mm-hmm. I never had a bike during that time until recently so you so you went to college and mm-hmm. I'm assuming, let's say you did it in four years 
Did you do I, it for years? I did. Three? I actually went to a two-year school. Okay. Yeah, so two years. So and you're super smart. You just so blew it out. Yeah, Bam. just handled it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then you moved. Did you go to school up in Central up in California? San Francisco, actually. Okay. I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in San awesome. Francisco. So. That's another huge part of your, your life as well. And we'll talk about that. Because yeah. <laughs> it's it's, kind of... it, I think it's pretty awesome. Well, I've seen... I've seen the stuff you do, yeah, like from the jewelry side, yeah, and it's pretty amazing. So we'll talk about that. Cool. Um, so you at what at what point did you come back from San Francisco down? So here? Uh, I was up in the Bay Area, different different towns up in the Bay Area for about two years, and then I moved down to Long Beach seven years ago, mm-hmm. two thousand five, was it? And, um, and yeah, started working, uh, in the industry in the fashion industry down here and was still kind of getting on my feet. You're kind of a struggling college student still during that time. So, um, so yeah. And I've lived in Long Beach for seven years. So So how was that when you, when you graduated Mm -hmm. from design school Mm -hmm. and then, I mean, you obviously wanted to get to work and get a job. Yeah. How was that transition? Because a lot of people... And this is just maybe my perspective, but I've heard other people kind of mimic this. Um, you know, you go to a, a college, whether it's two-year uh, technical school or a, a fashion school or whatever, or you go to a four-year. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's an expectation, or and maybe that expectation's mm-hmm. going away. But when you get out of school, you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna be able to land this job because I have this degree." Right. And like, what what was that like? Uh, it was hard for me because I guess like. I'm a Gemini, so there's half of me that's very much, like, driven and wants a career and, like, wants to be really successful and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And the other half of me is like, fuck it. Like, let's go, like, sell everything. I want to go to the beach. Travel around in my own, you know, in my van or whatever. Like, you know, be a bum. So so it was kind of hard. It was definitely, like, a battle between the two sides of myself where I was like, uh, you know, I just want to travel. But then, you know, I kind of felt like if I did that, if I had taken that route, I would have always been, like well, shit, you know, I need to handle my business kind yeah. of thing. So that kind of side of me won and I, and I went straight, I went straight into the workforce. I was just like hungry for it. You yeah. know, I really wanted to, to dive in. So, um, yeah, I mean, I moved down here and I didn't know anybody. Like I moved to Long Beach, not knowing one single person pretty wow. much. And I just like got a job at this really weird restaurant and, <laughs> and like got to know like a pretty cool group, group of people who I'm still really good friends with today, which is amazing. Um, I worked there for seven months just to like get some money to you know rent my own place and mm-hmm. i rented this shitty little studio apartment those downtown. don't exist in long beach so shitty <laughs> so shitty but you know what it was mine i didn't yeah. care i loved it and yeah. so um then maybe like seven months after i lived here i uh landed like an assistant design job um for this uh australian surf company and it was good. It was like, you know, this is what I want to do. This is, you know, the path I want to take. So, yeah. so um, yeah, it was just a matter of time and uh, working my way up from brand to brand pretty much and to where I am today. So, obviously, and I, I haven't followed you picture for picture on yeah. Instagram, <laughs> though I do catch a lot of your pictures. <laughs> That's the thing with Instagram. Like, it's awesome. But the more people you follow, like, yes. the more time you spend looking at pictures. Totally. And it's like, I get burned sometimes where I'm like, I go through the first 15 and it starts to load slowly and I go, all right, I'm done. You're over it. But um, I think I've seen, um, at least in the time that I've known you and been mm-hmm. following you, mm-hmm. that 
I think your positions have changed. Like you yes. definitely worked your way up the ladder. This year has been a year of changes for me career-wise. Tell us about that. Um, well, I've worked for mostly surf companies. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love like beach lifestyle and everything, and I do, I absolutely do. I'm not a surfer. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. But uh, I had a job earlier this year for a brand. Um, and it was cool. It was like kind of a lateral move for me. So I was like, oh, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. stoked. But uh, it wasn't like, there was no like passion there. I wasn't mm-hmm. like real pumped on it or anything. And and um, the company was going through a lot of transitions, trying to kind of globalize the brand. And there was all the, it was very corporate mm-hmm. vibes. So, you know, I came to ter- the terms with the fact that I was just like, it was just not for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the environment for me. So I basically quit without having anything else lined up. It was just kind of like follow my gut instincts. Like this is like negative vibes. I need to get out of here kind of thing. So I just did it. And it was like, everyone's like, wait a minute. What are you doing? (laughs) You're doing what exactly? (laughs) You know, like even, even when I went to like put in my notice, Mm -hmm. my boss was like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) You're, you hate it that much that you're quitting without having another job kind of thing. But Um, it felt right. So I did. And then I was, uh, unemployed for a month, which was the best thing ever. <laughs> I just like went camping and, you know, rode my motorcycle and just like lived for a month, which was cool. But then mm-hmm. I got hungry again. And so <laughs> I was like, all right. So then I got, I had a, a temp job, um, for three months at like the coolest little design agency ever. Mm-hmm. and uh in seal beach super close to where i live and it was just like the exact opposite of what i was doing before so uh it was fun it was very family family environment and um so i worked there for three months and it was really cool and then i got the job offer to work for ruka which is the brand i work for today which is awesome and the, those are the brands you were speaking about earlier yes. they're not small brands i mean you don't have no. to you know push <laughs> push the name or anything they're but really well-known surf yeah. brands yeah who, yeah who are Awesome and um, just not for me. <laughs> and that, that happens. Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's really an exciting position, and um, I'm happy I can see myself there for quite a while. So awesome. Yeah, pretty stoked. So this interview isn't about him, but at what point did you run into Evan and meet Evan? Evan. Um, <laughs> so we met through mutual friends. Let's see, uh, a little over about a year and a half ago, a little over a year and a half ago. So fairly recently. Wow. Maybe two, it'll be two years in, in January. Um, we met, um, mutual friends had a party and mm-hmm. we met and, you know, it was more just like, Hey, how are you? You know, nice to meet you kind of thing. And then we kept kind of running into each other at, at social gatherings and we kept kind of gravitating towards each other and just, we had a lot of similar interests and like, mm-hmm. we would just go on and on and on and start talking. And so, you know, it, it eventually grew to be an attraction there. And he um, likes girls swimsuits and he <laughs> likes motorcycles. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he was just really fascinating. Like he was, you know, I was really fascinated with all the things that he does, all the fabrication and and just crazy talented dude. So, yeah, um, yeah, I was very attractive to me. He's a sweetheart. And he's probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet in your life. Like just stand up guy. So you don't find a lot of those. So, you know, it's only a matter of time before I snagged him up (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah it's good for both of you yeah it's a win-win i I think i see you guys together and you know i i don't try to project my wife and i's relationship but it seems like there's that honesty there that that openness you guys are 
you know, I feel like she's my best friend. Yeah. I don't have, I have acquaintances. Yeah. You know, and I consider, I have men who are pretty good friends and close yep. to me, but like, she's my best friend. Yeah. And I see that with you guys. He's such a solid dude. So awesome. um, I'm definitely stoked. So, and that had to have been probably a conversation at some point that you rode motorcycles and he was riding motorcycles. And... I think that was, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I actually remember the moment cause we were at, we were at a bar in Long Beach and um, he had mentioned that he had a dirt bike and I was like, what? I was like, can, can we go riding sometime? Yeah. And he's like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like I grew up racing motocross and riding dirt bikes and I miss it so much. Like I want to find a bike and His blah, blah, blah. had to have hit the floor. I think something along those lines, like he was just like, what? Like <laughs> pretty stoked. So, um, that was kind of, you know, definitely one of the things that we shared and, you know, we had in common. So, so then, um, now we'll fast forward a couple yeah. of years or two years almost. Yeah. Um, and you received, I can't remember if you received notice of the motorcycle or if you actually saw it and then had it shipped down because that so, was a very special like thing for you. Yeah. So here's what happened. My, um, my uncle is the only other person in my family, my uncle Chris, epic dude. He's the only <laughs> other guy, only other person in my family that rides motorcycles mm-hmm. um, other than my mom rode dirt bikes. Um, and so, you know, we always had that special bond. And when I went out to Michigan, uh, he lives in Michigan. When I went out there, maybe like six years ago or something like that, uh, he's like, I'll take you for a ride on my bike. So I hop on the back and we're riding. He pulls over about an hour into the ride and he's like, all right, your turn. Cause he knows I know how to work a motorcycle, That's you know, rad. but he's a 250 pound, 250 pound dude on the back. Sweet. And uh, so that was interesting. But yeah, so I drove. <laughs> I rode him around um, on what, you know, will eventually become my bike mm-hmm. for um, for like a couple hours. And I was just like, yep, yeah, you know, totally missed it and, you know, totally reminiscing. So, um, you know, maybe I guess it would be two years ago now. I um, bought a little Yamaha 360. Mm-hmm. Little excess, um, friend a friend of mine, Ashmore, who um, is the other half of Babes Ride Out, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was my first bike since I sold my bike, you know, to go to college, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So that was super fun. Um, I only had it for about two months before I was like, okay, I need to get something bigger, mm-hmm. and that's when I got a phone call from my uncle, and he goes. You know, your dad told me that you got your motorcycle license and you got a bike and uh, I'm shipping you my Harley. That's amazing. I was like, huh? What? Crazy. <laughs> like, so amazing. Yeah. Best gift ever. He had it since uh, he bought it brand new in 1991 and he's had it, you know, he's had it. It's in Michigan. So he only rides it, you know, a few months out of the year. It was like pretty much pristine, beautiful condition. Did he get a new bike or? Did so he... he got a new okay. like 2012 Road King kind okay. of deal, you know? So, so he went from a sportster mm-hmm. to a Road King. That's... Yeah. Yeah. When you said 250 pounds, I was like, oh, he was on a sportster. Totally. Like when we, <laughs> when people see my bike, they're like, what? Your uncle yeah. <laughs> used to ride this thing? Cause you know, sportster, it's a little bike. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, he shipped it out to me and it was just obviously the best gift I've ever gotten in my life. It so. didn't take long after you got it either for you and Evan to kind of dig into it, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like the bike was obviously beautiful when I got mm-hmm. it. You know, it was customized for my uncle. So mm-hmm. there was like full like ram horn handlebars and a big like cushy, fringy seat and mm-hmm. saddlebags and everything. So I was like, yeah, we're going to need to modify this a little bit (laughs) so it didn't take long like you said so um 
since then, it's been a process, but new handlebars, kind of moto style bars on it, um, a custom seat. Uh, Jay, Jay Houdini, Jay Houdini yeah. uh, made it for me, which is awesome. Uh, Evan put shorty shocks on the back and did a custom fender and then also a custom sissy bar. And he just finished my custom pipes. Which he told me, but he did your pipes. <laughs> so good. Yeah. That's awesome. They sound so good. So now I feel like it's my bike. That's so awesome. I, na- I named him Curtis. Cool. After uh, Pony Boy Curtis from The Outsiders, who's kind of a little greaser dude, my mm-hmm. bike. So, awesome. so yeah. <laughs> so now, and then you rode this bike. I mean, I think you had it for like six months before the event. I had it months? for a year before, okay. uh, a little over a year. Yeah, before before the ride. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So what happened? Because <laughs> we obviously, I introduced, I introduced it at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. You had yeah. uh, this idea, you and Ashmore. Yes, me what, and Ashmore. Did you guys come up with it together? Yeah. So how it all started was, um, you know, her and I both ride and, you know, we, we see each other at the common, you know, bike, uh, biker events. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just always get super hyped when we meet other, other girls that ride, you know, it's somewhat rare. Sure. So, um, we started seeing all these amazing photos from Lana Keela McNaughton's mm-hmm. um, women's motorcycle exhibit that she was doing up in Portland. And it just got us like so excited. So it all started with a text message to her. And I was just like, dude, have you been seeing all these epic photos on Instagram of all these babes on bikes? Like, I'm freaking out. And she's like, I know, I'm freaking out too. So it just started with, you know, us like getting all crazy. And I was just like, we need to go on a ride. You know, we should, we should go camping or something. And she goes, yeah, we should. And we're like, should we like invite other girls? And we're like, fuck yeah, we yeah. should totally do that. And then it was like, <laughs> should we like make a flyer? And we're like, yeah, let's let's like make a flyer, you know. And then <laughs> and then it started, you know, we started telling people about it and just telling the other women that we know the ride, and everyone was just like pumped. So we're like, all right, let's like do this, you know. So mm-hmm. then um, Ashmore has an amazing marketing background, so she was like, all right, you know, let's let's start this blog, and we started featuring. Um, what we call the roll call where, mm-hmm. you know, girls who were going to come on the ride would share their stories and their photos of how they started riding just kind That's of like awesome. just for fun. You know, yeah. we just wanted to get to know these chicks and, and, you know, just kind of like share what they're all about. And it just was, it just blew my mind. Like all the different stories, like from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. So rad. And so it was just really inspiring and just like, we just got more and more stoked. And so, um, yeah, we decided to do it out in Borrego Springs, which I don't know if you've been there, but it's absolutely beautiful. It's like... It's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> pristine, like untouched desert mm-hmm. radness. So um, Ashmore has been going out there a, a lot. She um, She's actually getting married out there in March. So Rad. she's pretty familiar with, with the area. And basically it's like free for all camping. Like you just go and camp and it's like all government land. You don't have to reserve a spot or anything. So you don't have to have a, like a season pass or anything like that. I mean, we didn't. So (laughs) I don't think. Consult your local authorities. (laughs) I think it's cool. (laughs) So, um, we went out and scouted out a spot and we just kind of drove around. Literally we like down random dirt roads and, Mm -hmm. and, all over the desert and we found the most epic spot ever so you know we're driving along this dirt road and then all of a sudden we see these like just flatlands like it looked like a dried like lake bed or something Mm -hmm. just hard packed flatlands like for miles and miles as far as you could see and we were like perfect 
done. There was definitely like signs there that said no off-road vehicles and that type of deal. But we were like, who's going to find us? Like we're so far out of the desert. Off-road bikes. You brought street bikes. Street legal. Yeah, street legal bikes. Totally chill. (laughs) So how many people did you estimate? We're going to show up. You know what's funny is we were just like had no idea. We're mm-hmm. like, maybe, at first we were like, oh, you know, maybe like 10 or 15 girls. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe, maybe it's going to be more. Maybe it's going to be like 25 or 30, you know. But we thought maybe 35 at the very most. Like, mm-hmm. no, you know, no way did we think it was going to be, you know, such a big turnout. So, um, you know, leading up to it, we had like tank tops made and stuff mm-hmm. and, and we had our, our flyer and we and you, were doing, you brought one of those tank tops for me tonight. Oh, I didn't. I don't <laughs> think it'll fit you. Maybe. <laughs> I was going to wear it during the cast. Crop top. You need a crop top. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, um, go ahead. no. And so, and like patches and stuff, just like, you know, again, it was just like, we just wanted to get all these girls together yeah. and everybody meet each other and we all live like somewhat close. So it was just, you know, it was just about getting everybody together. So, um, we started, you know, spreading the word about the meetup times and things like that. And we started getting like all these emails and it was like, okay, maybe it's going to be bigger than we think it is. And sure enough, you know, at the meetup spot that we had in Temecula, there was 50 girls on motorcycles from Portland. Two girls flew in from Brooklyn, New York. Wow. Some girls rode in like all day, all morning from like Arizona, all over. So That's amazing. We were just like, so stoked when we got there and everyone it was just all love like everyone was just like hugging each other and we were just like pumped you know so yeah 50 girls on bikes and another like 20 to 25 girls in trucks and vans and rvs and it was pretty serious that's amazing so we met up in temecula and um and just like riding out and we all rode out together we all like you know followed in line and it was quite a scene like <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like people were just like what like you felt like a badass just a definitely felt like a badass but um <laughs> it was also just like all these chicks on bikes is mm-hmm. not something you ever really see like right. all at 50 girls on bikes kind right. of a rare, kind of a rare thing so uh we definitely got some some head turning going on and it good. was just like we were just so pumped and just having such a good time and you know we all kind of step you know stayed together and the road into Borrego is absolutely beautiful and such a blast. So, and really nobody fun. nobody broke down. Or nobody broke down. Um, nobody crashed. Nobody crashed you know, it was just like cruising. So it was cool. And then we we got down into Borrego and we all we all met and had lunch at this place called Carly's, which is like the only restaurant in Borrego <laughs> Springs. Is, they it's closed tiny. after you guys came in because yeah. they didn't have anything. No, left. they literally they called in like backups. Like we told them we were that we were coming. We're like, hey, mm-hmm. just so you know, we're gonna have like a bunch of girls come to your restaurant. So they called in like backup waitresses. They had wow. tables reserved for us. They were like. They were like, yeah, we heard there's going to be a bunch of girls on bikes. And so we just, you know, they were so stoked. That's awesome. It was so cool. So, you know, we did that. And then from there, we didn't give anybody directions where Mm -hmm. we were going just because we wanted to keep it a secret. And then so from there, we all rode out together and and rode down the the dirt road was was interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) for some for some girls. If you were not one or two. Like everything back sucked. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, we we were going really slow, but I think you know certain bikes don't oh, yeah. don't love sand and dirt. So no. there was a little, little bit of that, but yeah. a little carnage. But yeah. <laughs> it was all in good fun. And honestly, like anybody that that crashed was just you know laughing, and yeah. like five girls would come help her up. So it it was pretty cool. And then when we got out to to the campsite, everyone was just so stoked, like helmets off. 
just blasting like 90 miles an hour up and down these flats, like <laughs> doing donuts. Like That's we were right. like little kids in like a playground. Like everyone was just so happy. And so, yeah, it was probably the fun, like the best party I've ever been to. That's awesome. And the funnest camp out. Like we just big old bonfire fireworks someone brought fireworks we had like i was all it was all chicks so you know yeah. it was like full bar tons of food like shit was handled you know what i mean well, the guys like yeah. lighting fireworks off and then going yeah like hey, i'm kind of hungry yeah, do you totally. mind bring food no but we brought beer <laughs> totally there was like literally a full bar like yeah. everything you could want and uh we just you know we had the best one of the best things was we had one girl roll in at, it was like probably 11 o'clock at night it was the mm-hmm. height of the party everyone's feeling feeling good and mm-hmm. we're all around the campfire and all of a sudden we see like solo rider approaching and we're like wait a minute it's either a cop or someone's who's like, creeping you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. we're like what's going on and um it's this girl jack she had been riding all day she got lost like because we didn't tell anyone where the exact wow. directions were so she was trying to like kind of figure it out she missed the meetup spot cause she got a flat tire like she had had an ordeal she'd come in from yeah. arizona she's like i've been scouring the desert for hours like looking for you guys i've been trying to like look on instagram for like geotags and things like that wow. so she at 11 o'clock finally after riding since like six in the morning found us and so we were just like what the fuck? Like, you are a champion. Like, she got the trophy ba- for Babes in Borrego MVP for sure. Yeah. And, like, it was like she couldn't even get off her bike before we had, like, a like beer in hand, like a burger. We were like, oh, you know, just so stoked. So, she came. Thing. Yeah, she was rad. So, she, she like, um, played guitar and sang songs till like four in the morning around the campfire all wow. night. Yeah, it was, it was. And did you guys stay just one night or was it two just nights? Just one night. Okay. Yeah, just one night. So, yeah, it was, like I said, the Flatlands. Everyone was just blasting back and forth. And <laughs> it was, there was no moon that night. So the mm-hmm. stars were like epic. It was just the best night ever. Yeah. So, and hopefully someone captured. I mean, it's fun, you know, to like, like what Caleb did recently, Caleb from Crow Customs, where he did the analog run. No yeah. mobile phones, no nothing. So rad. You want to take pictures, bring a little disposable. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that, like, for your first one, people caught video and, like, you yes. know, just some cool stuff. We had uh, – Lana came with us, so okay. she documented the whole thing for her um, women's motorcycle exhibit. And awesome. then we had a few other people take photos. But the probably the best thing ever is the hashtag on Instagram mm-hmm. is a scene, like an absolute scene. scene. Like, it's okay. just, like, you can kind of get a feel for the variety of, of girls that were there. And it was just, like, it was – it's awesome. I like to look through it and just reminisce. What's the hashtag? Is it's it... Babes in Borrego. Babes in yeah, okay. so that was the name of the event this year is Babes in Borrego. And so if you hashtag that, you can see, like, the Sweet. epicness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a look, actually, after yeah, the podcast. Yeah, you should. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's definitely awesome. That's so awesome. we had a so, good time. So it obviously went over fantastic, and everybody got home yeah. and had a great time. Yep. So you're doing it again. So we're doing it again, yeah. Uh, Ashmore and I, um, we just, like – have just been glowing like we've just been like so stoked on how happy everyone was and how awesome it's been to meet everybody and like even since then like at different events and stuff it's like we see each other and it's like total sisterhood like yeah. it's like oh you were at babes and Prego, you know like big hugs and just like stoked to see each other so um so yeah we're we're gonna keep it going like we've gotten a, a big reaction from girls who didn't make it this year mm-hmm. like let us know when you're doing it again like girls from literally all over the country so it's been like pretty amazing so i think yeah we're gonna do it again next year um october 3rd through 6th okay. the location is to be announced <laughs> it's a secret it's a secret <laughs> probably one of the best things for me that's come out of babes and borrego 
is um, my mom called me mm-hmm. on Sunday when I got back. I was like dead tired, exhausted, hungover, all of the above. And she calls me and she's just like, I'm so inspired. This is the best thing ever. She's like, I'm buying a motorcycle. I was like, what? No way. And she literally the next day bought a Honda Shadow. So I will be riding with my mom again. I remember seeing that post and just being like, that's so awesome. awesome. My mom used to ride. Really? Yeah. She used to ride um, when my dad and her were dating. I love it. They rode and they would do Ridgebacks out in... um, uh, just past Victorville or out near Victorville somewhere. Okay. And they would go out there... um, and they would just ride these, you know, ridgeback right on the top, like trail riding, basically. So but, amazing. And then, you know, she had me, and she decided it was done. Priorities got, yeah, yeah <laughs> switched but around a bit. It, I, I don't think I'd be able to handle it if my mom was like, "Yeah, I want to go ride." Like that would be so cool. My mom's in her mid sixties now. Yeah. So, or mid, yeah, mid sixties. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked to ride with my mom again. So it's gonna be it's very cool. Yeah. I'm stoked. And definitely. is she going to do the next number two? She better. She be- Yeah, the sequel. Is she going to be at the sequel? She better. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, she was pretty inspired, so I hope she does. Right, and you have a you do have a website for it, right? Yeah, it's um, babesrideout.com, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you'll see some photos from the trip on there that Lana did and some of the other photographers did and then that's where you'll see like our roll call so you know all the different girls profiles and photos and it's pretty awesome like if you have some time to read the different stories it's it's pretty rad i'm gonna i'm gonna let my wife know for sure i want to go on and read it i'm I'm gonna look up the hashtag as well yeah but my wife was one of those girls who was you know bummed yeah there were girls who were not on bikes too that were there they were just like you know definitely stoked on the culture and the lifestyle so they were they were there too so cool you don't have to have a motorcycle to come it's just about getting a bunch of chicks together so this could the sequel could be your inspiration to getting a bike yeah if you want to that was the other thing is so many girls were like i want a motorcycle now and and a couple of my girlfriends who don't ride um they got to ride around on the back of of motorcycles because again it was just flatland so you know it was like no you can't run into anything so so they were just like having a good time too so yeah you don't have to have a motorcycle to come you just have to be a chick there you go (laughs) it's the only rule um first of all i i think it's amazing to to be, to step through like those things, like the, being inspired, I want to go put this together, or we want to put this together, and you put it together and then pull it off, and it yeah. was astounding. That's a really cool Thank thing. You. Thank you. Um, so definitely props to you and Ashmore um, and everybody that came out, especially the MVP. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> it was such a rad group of chicks. Like like I said, from all walks of life, and everyone just came together, common interests, and it was insane. So well, we'll definitely put, um, when it comes around the time, if you guys have a, a logo, you know, for it or something, totally. we'll put it up on Chopper Profits yeah. and then let everybody know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, again, about your life. And it's a question, two questions, actually, that I ask everybody. Yeah. Um, and I've explained it before, but since, um, since it's you behind the microphone now, I'll explain it. It's... Um, I believe that, you know, we're all on this rock together mm-hmm. and we all have uh, some type of connection and that may be through shared experiences or stories or what have you. Yeah. But people <laughs> can connect to other people when people have gone through certain things. Yeah, totally. So, um, so the first question I'm going to ask mm-hmm. is for you, what's, what has been an, an amazing experience for you? Something that, um, you know, maybe it's out of the ordinary mm-hmm. that, um, you know, it's been maybe the greatest experience of your life thus far. I would say that um, I took a backpacking trip 
to Peru uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it was at a really transitional time in my life where I was just I just wanted to like explore, mm-hmm. and so I booked the ticket. Like I didn't I was just gonna go by myself. I don't I didn't care who was going with me, and so um, it ended up that two two of my friends ended up coming with me. But um, I backpacked through Peru for two weeks, and wow. I have always been really fascinated with. Peru in mm-hmm. general, but um, I just did everything like that I wanted to do there. Like all these amazing experiences there that I had read about or learned about in documentaries and stuff like that, I mm-hmm. did. And the end of my trip was um, Machu Picchu. I got to go to Machu Picchu, and wow. that was like probably the most like magical moment of my life because I just felt like here's this like ancient village on this amazing mountain in Mm -hmm. peru and it was just felt so much bigger than me like it was just like i don't know it was a very like put things into perspective kind of thing it was just really powerful and amazing and it was probably like the greatest moment of my life i would say it's pretty amazing it's amazing what happens when you start when you travel too like Mm -hmm. you realize I mean, obviously the world is big, but it's actually smaller than you think, uh-huh. you know, but then, I mean, when you're standing on a mountain yeah. like, like that, you yeah. know, you realize, holy crap, like, yeah, there's been people here for thousands of years and like, totally. I'm one in the wheel. Exactly. And the trip was like, there was a lot to it. Like there was like good times and bad times. Like sure. I definitely like got altitude sickness while I went on like a three day trek and like, uh-huh. there was like, you know, there was like really low lows and yeah. really high highs on the trip. So when I came back from that, I felt like awesome. I don't know. I just felt like more me than I'd ever felt or something awesome. like that. Yeah, it was it was rad. It was definitely awesome. That is cool. Yeah. Well, Anya, it has been awesome to have you here. It's been awesome to be here. Thank I mean, you. I think we've got to say probably a maximum of about I don't know, two sentences, maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, a five minute talk here and there in the yeah. times that we ran into each other. Totally. And, uh, it's been really cool to just get to know you and, and have you here. And obviously for all those out there to, to get to know you as well. Thank you so much. It's Absolutely. Been awesome. Um, so 2014, yep. October 3rd through 6th, yep. uh, babesrideout.com mm-hmm. is the, the site and you can go there now. You don't have to wait until October next year. And we will throw something up on chopper profits, uh, as well to help you promote it. Thank you. Um, and uh, you could take part. If you're a girl, you can yeah. take part. If you're a girl. Nothing against dudes. We yeah. love you, dudes. We love you. <laughs> there's a time and a place. Yeah, there's a time and a place. <laughs> um, you can use that time, dudes, to work on your bikes while they're gone. Yeah, I, someone needs to plan like a My Babes at Borrego party where all the dudes get together. That'd be pretty epic. Like the Evan guys was talking about The doing guys that. ride out to a place, the girls ride out to a place, and yeah. then they like meet up and just <laughs> yeah. massive party. So awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, so next year, uh, 2014, October 3rd through 6th, babesrideout.com. You can get all the info. Uh, and you can also read the stories, uh, the roll call from the previous trip. Yep. And uh, check out some of those uh, pictures. And I believe you also had, what's, what was the hashtag? Hashtag is uh, Babes and Borrego. So there you go. On yeah. Instagram, Babes yeah. and Borrego. Yep. Thanks, Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks, Anya. Awesome. Let me tell you my story. I remember you telling me a story one time about, uh, and unfortunately I'll, I'll, I have to bring him up, but uh, <laughs> there was a certain brother-in-law of yours that uh, you seemed to have saved his life one time. Oh man, more than once. <laughs> was that the first story he told me about uh, when you walked in the bar and you went to the restroom? I come out and the bouncer had him up 
against the wall, holding him up there with his left hand around the throat, and he's off the ground. <laughs> Getting ready to bash him. I mean, I, I still wish I had walked out of the bar. But anyway, <laughs> that son of a bitch was so big and so tough. I hit him three times, didn't even phase him. If anything, he just tightened up a little more on Tommy's neck. You're just hitting him with your fist? or did you My hit fist. Him with some, wow. Oh, no, a pitcher did it, though. Oh, yeah? I hit him with a pitcher, <laughs> and that brought, <laughs> they made him let go. Lights out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What did, what did Tommy do? Started trying, started breathing again. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys turn around and walk out at that point? Well, yeah, the, the police were coming in the front door by then. Oh, okay. So they kind of escorted us out. <laughs> and uh, he talked to us for a while and decided, that, you know, that I was sober enough to drive. He, t- he tells me, you know, just just take these guys home, yeah. you know. Well, okay. But then I decided, I realized just how drunk I really was and uh, told the cop that I left my keys in the bar Oof. sent him in the bar to find him and drove away while he was in the bar <laughs> <laughs> when Tommy was in there or when the cop was in there when the cop was in there <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> I knew as soon as I started it and pulled across the parking lot I go whoa wait a minute <laughs> yeah yeah so I sent him inside to find my keys <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> you can't do that stuff anymore no they, no you know they'd be like alright wait right here while officer so and so goes in and gets them for you <clears throat> you know, leave the, leave a arresting officer or somebody with you. Well, yeah, yeah, because they never come one on. Nowadays, it's not never one, right? You know, you got two or three of them at least. Mm-hmm.